Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. and a Rick You about that in barbecue? Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, go ball 247. I am Jason Swain. We hope you are having a fantastic morning on a beautiful Thursday, July the 6th. We're in Tennessee. I'm in the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee is in the Knoxville area. Ben, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Man, I'm good, man. I'm I know good. we're not as good as Grant Williams this morning. Oh, he's real good. I, I'm, I'm still fat and happy from all the barbecue shoved down my gullet earlier this week. Hey, man, I just I just put it on the plate. That's that's it. Or you put it on the plate. I just had it on the, uh, available in the trays. Burn-ins, ribs, uh, brisket, s- smoked baked beans, Hawaiian baked beans. Ooh. Uh, smoke collard greens. Hey, man, it, your choice. You put it on your plate. It ain't my fault. It, it, it was good, and, and I had some some cookies uh, forced <laughs> in my bag to, to go as, yeah, as that's well. True. That's true. Uh, no, it, it was awesome. Appreciate you and the fam having my fam over. And uh, I, I know you did good. You know I love your barbecue. Uh, my wife is very picky, though. She is a picky eater. And the first thing she said when we got in the car was, Man, that brisket was good. And, yes, and she, she's not somebody that really eats brisket or, or kind of goes outside of some some pulled pork. If if we go to dead end, she gets the pulled pork plate. Uh, she has been on the tachos lately. Yeah, uh, but she she's pretty uh, a basic barbecue eater. And the first thing that she said was, "Man, that smoked brisket was good." So I I meant to text you that and, and tell you. So that's how you know you did good. Is was when you got her like in barbecue that's outside of the norm i guess you could say you, you know you did good yes sir yes sir I made you it. weren't even happy with the brisket no nah, i wasn't out either no nah, i wasn't it, it was uh it came off about two degrees uh it was two degrees off so i got a little bit hotter than i wanted to uh about two degrees but it was uh it was good no nah, it was good it was good you know i just got high standards when it comes to uh that that pit and um my wife was like, why are you, why are you cooking so much? So I don't have to cook the day after. That, that's why, because we're going to have leftovers. Well, you you probably had to to cook the day after because your middle one ate all the ribs. No, nah, yeah, we don't have any more ribs now. She smashed the ribs now. But uh, <laughs> we had brisket and collard greens, and uh, we, we smashed the baked beans, so we made some uh, some Mexican street corn. Um, and here, here's, here's a funny little note I was sharing with uh, someone yesterday. So around 5.30, my kids were like, Daddy, what's for dinner? I looked at them and I was like, hmm, uh, leftovers. <laughs> I was like, ah. I was like, listen here. If you want to eat dinner, you don't eat these leftovers. That's what we have it. So if you don't eat leftovers, you ain't eating today. 
Well, your and, choice. And, and and honestly, I'm disappointed that they were complaining about those leftovers. Like I I I I hope that you got on to them because in my opinion, they deserve to be gotten on too for 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 dismissing those leftovers. It, it's not like it was leftovers from some random casserole yeah. that was made or or some leftover cold pizza or, or something along those lines. It, it was it was leftover good, not good, great barbecue. They they need to to get it together. They need to be more appreciative they, in, in my spoiled. humble opinion. They spoiled, but you hear the word leftovers. It doesn't matter what it is. Kids that age, they they don't want they don't want leftovers. They want something fresh. They need to learn today. They oh they yeah. learned yesterday. Leftover barbecue is 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 great leftovers. So check this out. So five thirty I told them this is what we eating today. I'm I'm good. Like I've already ate. I had me some brisket, I had me some collard greens. I'm good. If y'all want to eat today for dinner, y'all gonna have, you're gonna have these leftovers. No, it's okay. So six thirty went by, seven thirty went by, eight thirty went by. Bedtime's approaching. Nine o'clock comes, and I see the youngest one getting a little uncomfortable. I can see her belly grumbling. I can see it moving. She looked at me <laughs> around around nine fifteen. It's like I'm hungry. I go, "You ready for these collard greens and this this, this brisket?" The oldest one. She she had made her plate. She wasn't playing around either. So the middle, so the youngest two, they, around nine thirty. I know that's late dinner, but I was trying to prove a point. I had time yesterday, and uh, I was like, um, "Y'all, if y'all gonna eat dinner today, it's gonna be this, dude. It's nine thirty. Warm up the food." I set a timer. I said, you got 15 minutes to eat and go to bed. Bro, they ate their food in seven and a half minutes. <laughs> That's they how you know they're so hungry. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> they were so hungry, That's what man. They, get. they were so the hard way. See, your oldest, she's smart. She she's about to be driving. She she is smart. She 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 knows how to operate in the Swain Event household. She knows how to operate around you. She she knows your tendencies and, and your answers and she, she knows the rules. She, she is the graduate transfer of, of the bunch. She, she knows how to get down to business. Your your two youngest are still learning. Man, Shay, they learned yesterday. Yesterday was a great eat, uh, great lesson on uh, not wasting food and um, making a life decision. So <laughs> you eat these leftovers, or you don't eat it all. It's as simple simple as that. So that was that was the first time that it it hit me like dang this is what my folks used to say to me this is what our parents said to us and there's a lot of things that you told yourself when you became a parent i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna do it my way i'm gonna do it differently but there's a lot of things that you you do too that your parents said or did and that's one of them put my damn well, foot down yeah my my parents were were pretty strict about uh, eating what was fixed as well. I, I maybe got one alternative option with like a bowl of cereal. Maybe that was my only alternative option. Uh, but but I they also did not have a issue putting food in in my belly. <laughs> I uh, that, I was playing baseball and basketball. I was playing everything. I, I was always hungry 
and, and ready to eat. So there, there wasn't much of an issue with, with getting me to eat. Is there one particular uh, rule that, that your uncle had growing up with him uh, in middle school and high school where you always said what you just said? Oh, I'm not going to be that way with my kids. And, and now you, you've become a parent and and it's like, yeah, I, I see. I now see why Unc was <laughs> had that rule. Um, I mean, that's 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 one for sure. My mine is easy. I'll, I'll let you think for a second. Mine is the whole music thing. My my parents were very strict about what music I could listen to growing up. And and uh, to be honest with you, like I had the my freshman and sophomore year of high school while everybody else was listening to whatever they wanted to listen to and there was like no parental guidance my parents and especially my mom would like make me play her the song on iTunes before I bought the song uh just to make sure that it was okay for me to listen to yeah. and and I would always be like no I'm not doing this when I have when I have a kid one day and, and when I become a parent they'll, they'll they'll be able to listen to whatever they want to listen to and, and now that I have a kid it's like uh okay maybe some of these songs i i will listen to before they listen to and and they're not gonna be allowed to listen to, to this song or that song based off of uh the lyrics i feel some you. Of these lyrics going around i feel you i feel you well it's probably people listening going man what, what does he got to do with sports guys well hopefully elijah russian ben mckee is listening to rocky top after the day let's let's hope that he's listening to Rocky Top because the four or five star, well, five star according to two four seven. No, he's a he's a five star. We've got him as the number eight overall player in the country. Yep, the number one edge rusher, and yep. he is from Tucson, Arizona, and he is the number one overall player in the state of Arizona. He's he's one of the rare five stars by two four seven and a five star in the two four seven composite. Yep, yep. I'm looking at. I'm looking at his um, rankings of different recruiting services. On three has him as a four-star, 50th overall player. ESPN has him as a 20th overall player. Rivals has him as the 57th overall player. I honestly don't care who has him where right now. Sounds like everybody else hates Tennessee and 247 does it. Well, he ain't picked Tennessee yet. So yeah, I know that uh, if, if he if he picks Tennessee, then it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if he, he doesn't pick Tennessee, then it's on three ESPN and Yahoo and, and rivals all got him ranked correctly. He's no five star. Yeah, you already know. You know how I think it make this thing work. It makes sense in my brain. If he picks Tennessee, two, four, seven is my favorite. If he doesn't pick Tennessee, I don't really care. And it looks like. It's going to be an uphill battle because there was a major twist and turn, it seems like. He, according to the experts, were picking between Tennessee and Oregon. And then all of a sudden, boom, Oregon is out of it, according to um, uh, uh, Oregon Duck Insider. And now it's Arizona getting the predictions, getting the crystal ball um, predictions their way. His way, hit their way, their way. And um, he's 6'6", six, six, he's 225. He does have a brother on Arizona's roster. When you dig he in. He was just put on scholarship. Yeah, when you dig in a little bit. So you got to put two and two together. And, hey, man, 
if you a five star and you one of the best players in the country and you want to play in the Pac-12 at Arizona rather than going to the Big Ten, to the Big 12, ACC, or SEC, Okay, good luck. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. And there's nothing like family. Blood sticking in the water. I understand that. I get that. But you mean tell me all these teams that's recruiting Elijah Russian didn't say, hey, bring Big Bro with you. Because we have seen stories, heard of stories, where Schools moving whole families across the country. Brother, oh, you want to come on? All right, all right. Let's you, you can come too. It's worth it. So like this, this is weird. Like this has a, some 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 weirdness to it because if he is as good as the ranking say he is, and he has a brother that is already there, the transfer portal is so easy to hop into and go somewhere else, then this could have been done a long time ago. Now, I didn't take into account family. Like, hey, man, he just may want to be in Arizona. And I've seen Donovan McNabb training in Arizona when he was playing. I've seen Charles Barkley live in Arizona. Arizona's a nice place. Larry Fitzgerald, like, ain't nothing wrong with living in Arizona now. I heard it's beautiful. I want to go. golf courses. Yeah, like, I want to go. My, um... Brother-in-law used to live in Arizona. Like, it's beautiful. And so, this is why recruiting is so cool to follow. Because not every athlete, Ben McKee, will pick a school for the same reasons another athlete is going to pick a school. We always assume that the most important thing for a prospect is winning and going to the league. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's facilities. Sometimes it's academics. Sometimes it's location. Sometimes it's a relationship with a particular coach. There's so many different factors that play into a young man's or a young woman's decision. And you just have to find out what that is as quick as possible if you are the school. So that way you can meet that player's needs and get that player to come to your school. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of Arizona smoke, as you mentioned. Um, nobody seems to, to really know 100%. This is one of the, the rare recruitments nowadays where nobody knows 100% who he is going to pick. There, There's a lot of people in the dark. He, he's not somebody that's talking a ton. Uh, his like family's it. not talking a ton. I like it. They they they've kept it quiet on purpose. Uh, pretty much the the entire recruitment and especially the last week or so. Uh, he he was at Tennessee um, that last weekend in June before it shifted to July. I believe that was June twenty sixth. Uh, that weekend he, he was here for an official visit and it went really really well. He had a great time. His family had a great time, uh, and, and he still is talking to Tennessee. Uh, so I, I don't know that any final decisions have been made, but there, there was a lot of chatter around Arizona, continues to be a lot of chatter around Arizona. 
and it, it seems like the the family connection is is really really important to him. He's in Tucson, uh, which is where the University of Arizona is located. Uh, so he's a hometown kid. Uh, so I, I'm sure that's a, a heavy weight on his shoulders to, to stay home and be close to family and uh, play for his brother and, and it, play with his brother. And it's not like the University of Arizona, although they're not great at football. It's not like it's a, you know, small podunk university in the in the middle of nowhere. I mean, that's a that's a big school. We're talking uh, football here, Ben. I, I know, but I'm I'm it's not like going to Tennessee Tech or something. It's not like he's in Cookville and, and going to Tennessee Tech. Like the University of Arizona is a a big nice school they're just not good at football um so i mean but if 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 he wants to stay home and, and be with family i respect it uh, that that would be a difficult decision and i'm sure he's got a lot of different people and and factors pulling on him weighing him down and, and i would i would respect it in the sense of him wanting to to remain close to family i, I will never question that whatsoever uh, but certainly the the football side of things it doesn't seem like the smartest decision i guess to to stay there and and not go to the sec or, or not even go to oregon as well so we'll see he's announcing at 5 p.m eastern today on the 247 sports youtube channel so uh it, it doesn't seem like it's completely done i i don't i would not say that tennessee is like completely out of it um but there is a lot of arizona buzz going around right now like we've been talking about i just feel like man if your name is elijah rushing and you are an edge rusher, but you can't waste that good last name, man, in the Pac-12. No one's going to be watching the Pac-12. And I get wanting to play with your brother. Like, I had an opportunity for a couple weeks. Um, My brother walked on at Tennessee my junior year. He was like the coolest thing ever. And Chris Lowe was working for Tennessee at the time before he joined ESPN. And he did an article on me and my brother and how we grew up in different households and uh, different kind of paths to get to Tennessee. It was, it was an awesome story. Still have it to this day. And there's nothing like that. That's cool. We saw uh, the NBA draft where two brothers, two twins, are you know drafted. They played along each other their entire lives. And now one's drafted to the Pistons, the other's drafted to the Rockets. And, like, that's that's cool, man. So, like, I get playing with your brother. That is amazing. But no one's going to really hear this rushing name unless he is being, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau when he, when he was at Oregon and he splashed on the scene early. No one's going to hear about big-time players in the Pac-12 like they would if you played in the SEC or played in the Big Ten or played in the ACC or, or Big 12. And so, uh, for me, I don't know if I could play in the same city as a college. Like, just just personally me. Like, I don't know if I could. I need to get away. But the football doesn't make sense at, at all. I mean, I just had to Google Arizona's head coach. No idea who, who, who the head coach of of the Arizona football is, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm also not ashamed to admit that I had no idea who Jonathan Gannon was until 30 seconds ago. Uh, apparently he was the uh, defensive coordinator uh, with the Eagles in, in 21-22. Um, 
I, I mean, I keep up with college football, Swain can attest. Like, I, I, I am aware of what is going on in the world of college football at a, at a high level, and I have no idea who Jonathan Gannon was. And, and the point is, like, that's just how irrelevant Arizona football is. So, like I mentioned a moment ago, it, it would be a very tough decision um, to, from a football perspective for me to, to stay at home and, and go to Arizona. You didn't know who? The Arizona head coach was? <laughs> no. I mean, no, I did not man, know every, the Arizona Wildcats. Everybody knows who Jonathan Gannon is. Let me see what Google says. Jonathan Gannon was named Arizona's head coach on February the 14th. Ben, he on signed Valentine's a Day. five year contract. The 40 year old Gannon joined the, the, the Eagles, the Cardinals, after spending the two. Last two seasons as a defense coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. Ben, oh, the, you didn't, this, you didn't I see, know that? I even pulled up the wrong. I even pulled up the wrong coach. That's the Arizona Cardinals coach. See, I, you 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 search Arizona head coach and pulled up the Cardinals coach. Not even, not even the, the Wildcats coach. Oops. What? Tommy Lloyd. No. See, now it pulls up uh, basketball. Jed Fish is, is the Arizona Wildcats. You didn't know Jed coach. Fish was the coach, man. It took three three Google searches to get to the, the Arizona the Arizona head coach pulled up. Ben, you supposed to be expert. He, I know. Shame on me. It's Especially actually his third season. Over here. It's, 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 his, it's his third season. Uh, big time offensive guy. Um, he was. I've heard of Jed Fish. For, for, Google Google tricked me. He pulled up the Cardinals head coach. I, I was not for, familiar with the, the work of the Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach. But even Swain, to your point about playing in the Pac-12 and I mean, I, I still don't think he's somebody that would generate eyeballs even if he he turns out to be a Tavon Thibodeau uh, just because of the position that he plays uh, and the school that he would be playing for. I'm, what helped Thibodeau is, is that he was at Oregon, and, and Oregon is an established brand in college football. Nobody is staying up past midnight or even past 10, 11 o'clock, maybe the – the, the crazy diehard college football fans are, but the the above average college football fan is is not staying up past ten or eleven to watch a defensive end, no matter how good he is at the University of Arizona. First of all, how is a dude named Jed coaching on the West Coast? Anyways, he need to be in the South. That is a Southern coach's name. Now, 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 Jed went to Florida, but makes sense. He was born in Jersey, like. How is his name Jed and he's not coaching somewhere in the South? Like Texas, Georgia, Mississippi. Like when I hear Jed, I don't think of Arizona's football coach. But listen, man, he's been there for multiple years. He has NFL experience. Um, and again, like you just, you just never know what a young man or young woman, woman, is looking for in a college and what they're looking for is not the same thing that we think they should be looking for, which is more cameras, more eyeballs on them playing in the best conference versus top competition. That's not for everybody. And I respect the heck out of how rushing has handled his recruitment. Uh, he has an announcement. No one knows where he's going to go. And that's what an announcement is supposed to be. Like, I like it. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be a surprise. Like, like, what's the point of an announcement? Everybody knows where you're going. 
Yep. Feels like old school recruiting exactly. before social media. Where where I I remember back in your day when, when TV was barely invented. Hold on now. Stop playing. <laughs> did uh? I guess you didn't have an announcement, did you? I did. I did announcement not on TV though. I declined. On TV. I declined uh-huh. to do it on TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they, uh, did they ask you to do like a, a signing day thing that they used to do on ESPNU? Yeah, this was before ESPN really uh, got involved in recruiting like that. Uh, the The standard was Fox Sports and Jamie Newberg. Uh-huh. And so he asked me if I wanted to come to Atlanta to their headquarters and to their studio to make my announcement of my college decision when I knew. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I remember good. back in uh, before social media really got popular uh, when National Signing Day was actually National Signing Day and you could get on ESPN. I guess it was ESPNU, maybe some ESPN as well, but they would have like back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back commitments live and it would just bounce around and it, and it was really cool. I remember the very first uh, recruit that I got upset with uh, when I was growing up that didn't pick Tennessee was uh, Russell Shepard. Uh, going to LSU. to LSU over Tennessee, where I believe he signed as a quarterback, right, and then shifted to to receiver. Yeah, that sounds right. He was like a a five star who who picked LSU over. That was the first one as a kid. I was like, I was mad. I was upset that he wasn't coming to to Tennessee. Yeah, so like, I I said no thank you to Fox and NBC because I play in the uh, Army All American game, and remember, like they do all the announcement during the game and halftime. And That's so what you should have done. They, they, you know, the U.S. Army, because I was already invited to go and all that stuff. And so they asked me if I wanted to make my announcement on TV there. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. How come you didn't want to do it on TV? I I was ready, dude. I was. I tired. know that's not your personality. Yeah, I was ready. You're more low key. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah, the guy do who Do you wish you would have done it on TV in hindsight? No. I mean, it's funny because, like, the guy who does TV and radio now, like, I just, I was ready. Like, I was ready to make my decision and shut everything down. So I called a impromptu, um, uh, I guess announcement in the school's auditorium. It was a small auditorium. It wasn't even a big one. It was like the auxiliary auditorium. It wasn't even that big at all. And so it probably was 30, 40 people in there. Um, I had my my hat in my bag. I didn't have no table or anything. I just thanked all the good people around me, pulled out my Tennessee hat, and took my butt to class. I did How'd it you go about calling Tennessee and, and letting them know? I'm assuming you let them know uh, ahead of time. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you tell the, the story of how, I, I imagine, I know your uncle kind of let you steer your own recruitment, but I'm I'm still sure that you kind of, ran things by him but before nope. you or asked his advice or guidance nope. or anything along those lines? Nope. Okay. Well, how, how'd you go about in informing Tennessee of your commitment then? Yeah, my uncle was tired of the, the phone calls. So, <laughs> you know, we had we had a line, a standard line in our house. I didn't have a cell phone. Um, and people were calling all times of the day, all times of the night. He was tired of it. He, he went to the phone company. I think it was like Bell South. And he was like, or AT&T, one of the two. He's like, listen, I'm getting your own phone line. You're getting your own phone line. And I was, I think I was like a junior or sophomore, something like that when I had my own phone line. But I had my own phone line. And 
no call RD, no call waiting. He was like, if, if, if it's busy, they're going to have to wait. But I'm tired of them calling my phone. <laughs> I got people I need to talk to. And so you can talk to them. And um, my high school coach helped me eliminate teams as we went along. So, like, you know how recruits tweet out, I'm about to drop my top 20. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to drop my top 10. Like I like I did that internally, and every time I would shave the list off, my high school coach would call all those schools, let them know, like, yo, you didn't make the list. And so he really helped me and shielded me away from a lot of the the the, the noise. And so when it came down to top three, top five, whatever, like Alabama Auburn, I, I didn't take an official visit there. So that was pretty much easy to understand. But I promised Rodney Garner, who was uh, at Georgia at the time, that I would take an official visit. I took an official visit to Georgia after my Tennessee visit. But in my Tennessee visit, I basically told people I was coming. I was like, I'm coming here. So I guess you can call it a solid commitment is what they call it today. But I just told them I was coming. And I was ready to to announce. And I did it. And that was it was over, man. So, like, it was a real old school way of doing it. And, you know, growing up, I had an old soul anyways. And kind of feel like I do – a lot of ways now anyways so like oh you do i just wasn't all about the attention and and doing all that on tv so that's that's my that's my deal but if but i you would didn't have to robert meacham them uh say that again what about meacham you, you didn't have to robert meacham them no no tell them to, to quit calling if and if you call one more time i'm not coming yeah meacham, meacham has an old soul too so meacham came on his visit and had the same kind of response I did. Like, all right, this is where I want to be. And he didn't make an announcement a week or two after that visit. But he told him, like, all right, I'm coming. But don't call me no more. <laughs> He's like, don't don't call my phone. Don't call me. If you call me, I'm not coming. Don't call me. I'm, 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 I'm tired of the phone calls. I'm coming, all right? And um, Coach Fulmer was so nervous. Wanted to call, but it was Gerald Harrison, who now is the athletic director at Austin P, who was working in recruiting at the time and developed a relationship with Meacham during during his recruitment that was telling former, like, we can't call him. We promised him we would not call him. We can't call him. But what if he what if he what if he switches? What if Oklahoma gets in there? Oklahoma State. Coach, we said we weren't gonna call him. We can't call him. So if we lose him, we lose him, but we can't call him. We said he, we said we're not gonna call him. So he picked Tennessee. He picked Tennessee on signing day. So that was like that was in February. Meacham waited till the signing day to do all that. Brett Smith waited till the signing day to do all that. I I was Man. I was done. But that's my story. Thank goodness, Mister Meacham stuck to his word because by golly, Tennessee would have needed a true number one receiver <laughs> being stuck with you and Brett Smith. I know, man, uh, a reliable. A reliable Brent, one. Brent, Brent Schaefer really would have been moved to receiver at that point. Right about that. It's too short. To you play. think Brent would have made it? I know we, we got to catch a break. We're overdue for one. You think uh, Schaefer would have made a, a good receiver? Yep. Yep. Had, had quick feet. Yeah, quick feet. Yep, he would have. But he wouldn't have made it a, a college football player because he just, he just wasn't mature enough to to, to play that at that level at that time. One of the greatest talents I've ever seen in person. Like, 
He was he was really baby, baby Vic. That was what we called him. Baby Vic. 865-255-03 is our number to the Swain Event Hotline. Swain Event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. My family's favorite, my kid's favorite appetizer right now is the tailgate nachos. It's the house-made potato chips. They throw queso cheese on it. Uh, you can choose between pulled pork, brisket, chicken. They throw on jalapenos and the barbecue sauce. It's real simple, but it's real, real good. That's what my kids loving right now. Um, but you can never beat the sausage and cheese plate. It's a favor. It's a favor. Bacon wrapped shrimp is always amazing. Bernie Mac, the Mac Attack, ribs, the wings, the Bernie ends, the collard greens. Well, no, the mixed greens. Always one of my favorites there, Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Gold Vols 247. The conversation about recruiting continues on the other side. You're listening to the Swain event. Stay with us. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care when you are craving some quality barbecue there's only one place to go dead end barbecue dead end barbecue has been featured on espn's taste of the town the first barbecue restaurant on the sec network cbs sports headline news tailgate show amazon primes the restaurant comeback food paradise and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in america the search is over Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I am Jason Swain. And want to give a special shout out today because the Swain Event added a client, and that is Modern Woodman of America, Taylor Hawkins. Uh, you heard on the spot played a little bit earlier and the best way you can support the Swain event is to support our sponsors and share it with people that you know that appreciate what we do and want to be informed on what Tennessee got going on and um, and enjoy two dudes that have a real relationship away from the mics that believe in putting in the work like putting in the work values people and it's been cool to see Ben grow and I was thinking about this I want to say yesterday and I want to tell you this in person but it just didn't come to my mind because I was in my um, host mode and making sure everybody was good and food was on point but um like we've grown together, Ben. Yeah, we've grown together, my friend. And um, it's good to be back doing this. And this is the kind of the foundation of what we do. Of course, you're right. Of course, I've picked up some different things that I have going on. But, like, this is the foundation, man. Get on the mic. Talk about what we love to talk about. And, and doing it in a way that is um, fair to the content to the subject of the content, fair to our listeners, not playing games with them like you see being played on television with news to try to put you on an emotional roller coaster. Like that's not that's not what we that's not what we're doing. And um we just appreciate everyone's support over the years and and during COVID I start I started to Think about COVID and and how we didn't even know sports were going to be played. We were still here rocking it out. So, um, but you want to highlight that. But anyways, the best way you can support Swain Event is support our our sponsors. And so, uh, if you are at a point in your life where you understand you need a financial game plan, you need to make. plans for your future. Taylor Hawkins, modern woman of America, allow your future self to thank you because of the work that you do now and the preparation that you make now. And then um, please do that with uh modern wooden woman of America, Taylor Hawkins and uh, welcome them to the family and they'll be with us for a long time so we sealed that deal and um that allows us to do what we do and um, ben is going to take him a little break and then when we come back y'all we we going to extend this thing 30 minutes officially so 8 a.m 
to 9.30 a.m. That's going to be our official time of the Swain event. Tuesday and Thursdays, three hours a week, hour and a half per day on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we've kind of had to do that because we've had awesome response to um, sponsors coming on board. And we know that's going to continue with football season. So uh, that's that's the, the latest update with the Swain event. All right. Benjamin. We talked about Elijah Russian. He's making his announcement today at 5 p.m. Eastern. He's not the only gentleman that Tennessee is looking to get a commitment from. The trenches is where the attention is right now for Tennessee football recruiting. William Satterwhite, interior offensive lineman. He is picking between Tennessee and Clemson. He is from Big Ten country. How you feeling about this one, Ben? I feel somewhat good about it. Uh, he, he's been somebody who has waffled back and forth between Tennessee and Clemson the, the last several months, uh, and it seems to be um, – a process for him that that has been a struggle because I think he really enjoys both schools, Tennessee and Clemson. Uh, I I think a, a couple of months ago, not not I think a couple of months ago, he was absolutely on commitment watch for Tennessee and uh, felt like he he was going to commit to Tennessee. But I, I think Clemson uh, gave him something to to think about, as you can expect. Clemson is one of the best football programs in in the country, um, but uh, Tennessee has continued to swing there and. He's going to announce his commitment uh, tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern at, at noon. Uh, and, and I do like where, where Tennessee sits for, for William Satterwhite uh, by, by just a smidge. I, I like where Tennessee is at uh, in, in that one. But I, I like what Tennessee's doing along the offensive line, uh, picking up a, a lot of bodies. I mean, they, they could end up with, with six or seven guys in this recruiting class along the offensive line, which is wild given the fact that Derek Dooley once didn't recruit, signed, nan, 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 wanna <laughs> nan, offensive lineman in, in a class. So uh, th- if they're able to add William Satterwhite, I, I think it'll be uh, a nice addition, especially after yesterday, or I don't know, maybe it's the fourth. I don't know. My days are running together. But Ronan O'Connell, an in-state offensive lineman uh, from the mid-state over at Page High School in the Nashville area in Franklin, uh, he committed to Clemson over Tennessee. So I, I would not be surprised to to see the reverse happen uh, on Friday because I, I do think uh, William Satterwhite is in a good position with Tennessee. But also, like I mentioned, that has been one where he 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 really likes Clemson as, as well. So we'll probably come down to the wire for him. But again, I, I like where Tennessee sits uh, in that one. I'd, I'd like to see them go out and, and get a true tackle. I think that's the one thing that's lacking. Uh, they they've added several linemen and several linemen that I really like. I like Gage Ginther from Colorado. Uh, he he's my favorite uh, of the offensive line hall. Uh, I, I think he's somebody who is not ranked near what he actually is uh, because he is in the state of Colorado. Uh, he's somebody who committed back in April, and when he committed, uh, Dion and the Buffs were not happy whatsoever because he is the top rated player in the state of Colorado. 
Uh, he was here for an official visit uh, that June 26th weekend, and I spoke with him at the airport, and that dude is just a bowling ball and just a, a mammoth uh, and somebody who I, I would not want to try to defeat in a, in a one-on-one situation in the trenches. But they, they've got Gage Ginther. I like Max Anderson, the, the four-star from Texas they got a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then Jesse Perry is another one that a lot of people speak highly of. Uh, he's from Murfreesboro there in the mid-state. So they, they've got some nice players coming in, especially if they can add William Satterwhite. That'd be four really nice offensive linemen. But th- there's not that bona fide, without a doubt, tackle coming in. Uh, Max Anderson, Jesse Perry, their interior offensive linemen. Gage Ginther has said in the past that Tennessee's recruiting him to play tackle. Um, and that's fine if 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 that ends up being the case. But there's still a question mark, even if they are recruiting him to play tackle. Like There's still a question mark if he is a tackle at all. So I'd like to see them go out and add a true bona fide, without a doubt, that guy is 1,000% uh, playing tackle. And, and it seems like the guy most likely right now is Bennett Warren, uh, the four-star from Sugarland, Texas. He was here a couple of weeks ago for an official visit, and, and that went really, really well. Uh, Texas A&M's the, the one to, to keep an eye on uh, in-state to, to potentially prevent him from coming to Tennessee. But uh, if, if they could if they could add William Satterwhite as a fourth offensive lineman, and then uh, whenever Bennett Warren decides to announce – then, I mean, that's five really, really quality offensive linemen that that they're bringing in. So I like what they're doing overall, but I would like to see them maybe add that true bona fide tackle that that you're not going to question whether is he a guard, is he a tackle, that they need to add a true tackle. Yeah, I was um, kind of sitting and, and, and waiting and watching for Bennett Warren, see what he's going to do. Um, I know he took a visit to Tennessee uh, not not too long ago and really, really enjoyed himself. And um, his visit to Tennessee was on the 23rd of of June. And, you know, he hasn't been to Texas A&M since the first, according to 247 Sports. Now, you know how sometimes players move in, in silence and, go to a school and maybe no one uh, knows about it. But when I saw that Texas A&M picked up a commitment from the number one receiver in the country from Phoenix city, five-star receiver and the A&M offense was third or fourth from last in the SEC last year. <laughs> and we've seen the AD Ross Bjork be like, yo, we, we not really listening to you NCAA. We, we, we're operating state law. We're going to do what we do. Any player from Texas, I'm going to be on edge about because of what Texas and Texas A&M has going on. But uh, I'm not worried about Texas with him. I think A&M is is the one to to watch there. Uh, And it, it felt like when he left his visit that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, his official visit that Tennessee was was the clear leader in the clubhouse and, and close to to being done mm-hmm. but i i think a&m is is fighting to get him to come visit at the end of july when things open back up it's it's a dead period right now and you just alluded to it great and not even alluded to it i mean you said it flat out like a&m is is operating differently than a lot of teams in the country so that they're certainly one that will make you nervous if you're a tennessee fan and 
uh, follow Tennessee football recruiting. I'm sure they're one that um, makes the the coaches nervous as as well. But at, at least coming out of that visit a week or so ago, that official visit, I I, I thought Tennessee had all the momentum in the world, and it looks like he's going to make a late July decision. So we'll we'll see if wanting to to get to A and M pushes that that decision back. But I, I I do think at least on July sixth that that Tennessee is in a really really good place. But hard not to be a little bit nervous at at minimum uh, yeah. about A and M still being in, in the picture. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, the folks on the text box asking about Billy Amick, the Clemson transfer what's going on with him what's the latest with uh the Clemson transfer Billy Amick yeah I believe I shared on Tuesday that I felt very confident in in Tennessee's chances of of landing Billy Amick uh he is obviously still trying to make a decision uh Tennessee was was very confident uh in in where it stood Sunday evening and, and into Monday and it felt like a decision or an announcement, whether it be Tennessee or somebody else, was was going to be made earlier this week, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I felt like we were going to hear something within 24 hours. I feel that way still. I, I could see something being announced today, but I also heard that earlier in the week. So we'll, we'll see if, if that ends up coming to fruition. But a point-blank period, I, I think Tennessee – remains in a very, very good position for him. Uh, and, and that's been one heck of a recruiting battle. Uh, a lot of people pigeonhole him into to going to South Carolina uh, because he is from South Carolina. And, and it's interesting that you bring him up, Swain, after talking about Elijah Rushing earlier, uh, because his family ties, he has deep, deep Clemson ties, uh, which is odd that he's leaving, but he did not get along with the Clemson coaching staff that was in their first year. Uh, they penciled him into being a first baseman, and he did not want to play first base, which is why he is leaving. Uh, and if he were to come to Tennessee or Florida or South Carolina or North Carolina, he would play third base. Um, but he has deep, deep Clemson ties. Like I believe his his grandfather was a big-time booster for Clemson at, at one point or another. And so th- there's been conversation of, like South Carolina has been in the mix for him since the jump, and I believe he has a great relationship with their coaching staff. But there's been that conversation of can somebody with such deep Clemson ties go to South Carolina, uh, which I, I think is a fascinating uh, conversation. Um, it it seems like he, if he wanted to go to South Carolina, he could certainly go to South Carolina. Like the family's not going to tell him no. That the family seems to be really really supportive uh, from things that I've seen and and heard myself. So. Uh, at first it was South Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina. Um, and, and then it slowly graduated to Tennessee and Florida, at at least, uh, from, from what I was hearing, it it sounded like people on this end felt like it was a Tennessee, Florida battle. And then North Carolina kind of crept in at the last minute and and made a late push. Uh, he, he did visit Tennessee. That visit went really, really well. Um, uh, around this time last week, uh, and then he went to Florida, and, and I believe that Tennessee's visit was slightly better than Florida's visit, and he was also supposed to go to Texas A&M, but he canceled that one, and I believe did a an in-home visit uh, with Texas A&M, and, and then that's kind of also when North Carolina started to, to make a late push, but 
at the end of the day, a long winded answer of, of saying that Tennessee is in a, a really, really good spot. And uh, I, I think that we could could hear something very, very soon. But I also felt like that early in the week. So like I mentioned a moment ago, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Uh, any update on the extra position now available on the Tennessee baseball staff because of the NCAA ruling allowing um, you know, third full-time assistant? Uh, I think Tennessee will promote from within. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Vitello is a, a very, very loyal person. And, I mean, just look at his staff uh, outside of Frank Anderson, which I, I believe even he and Frank had a, a nice relationship uh, prior to Tony getting the job, I think through through mutual uh, people um, or mutual relationships that they they were aware of one another, and, and then they sat down uh, and had a conversation, and, and that's how he he came to Knoxville. But uh, outside of Frank, who was well established, uh, Josh Elander, he played for Tony. Well, he played at TCU. Uh, he caught at TCU, and and at that time, Tony was the TCU hitting coach. And then Tony went to Arkansas, and I would imagine, I don't know this for sure, but Josh then went to Arkansas and was the student assistant when Tony was an assistant at Arkansas. And I imagine Josh got to Arkansas by the help of Tony. And then when Tony got the job here, he obviously brought Josh with him. Gotcha. But this was this was Elander's first big job and, and like true assistant job, and he's taken it and run with it. Uh, he's been very, very loyal with Quentin Eberhardt. You've seen former Tennessee players like Richard Jackson, who uh, is the volunteer assistant right now. He pitched for Tennessee uh, the first year or two that Tony was here, and Tony's kept him around uh, because Richard wanted to get into coaching. Uh, Redmond Walsh helped out with the team this past year, although Redmond has moved on to the next chapter of his life. He he has a big engineering degree, and he is finally putting that degree uh, to use now. Uh, so Tony is a very, very loyal guy, as I'm sure a lot of people are aware. So I would expect him to promote from within, uh, whether it's uh, Richard Jackson, who I just mentioned, that that would be the easy one to look at because he's already the volunteer assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but a guy like Luke Bonfeld, uh, another guy that Tony's been loyal to, uh, Luke played for Tony at Arkansas uh, when, when Tony was an assistant coach there, and, and he's been helping out uh, Tennessee the last two seasons. So I could see Luke Bonfeld getting promoted. Uh, but I, I think that they would promote from within. Obviously, you can never rule out Ross Kivett coming back now that they've got a third-paid assistant. Uh, he's at, at Houston uh, and went to Houston because he was the volunteer assistant here. Uh, so, obviously, he he needed to get a paycheck, a true paycheck, and that's why he went to Houston. So, I, I don't think you can rule him out. Um, but Tony's well-connected in, in the coaching industry, more, more than people realize. People like to, to vilify Tony and, and put him on this island by himself. But uh, there's a reason that transfers are, are lining up and, and knocking on the door to come play at Tennessee and same with big level high school recruits and uh, there, there's a lot of coaches that would love to to work for Tony uh, as well so Tony's loyal and he values recruiting so I think that he'll promote from within but uh, obviously there are some others that that it's easy to connect the dots outside of Tennessee that that we could see happening as well quickly um Louisiana Vol wants to know if there's any word on where Burns is going uh for for weeks, I heard TCU, TCU, TCU. Uh, apparently, there's some some other teams that are trying to make a, a late push. So we'll we'll see if if that changes. I and I I haven't heard definitively who the other teams are. So I I don't want to speculate and and be incorrect. But for weeks, it was 
TCU, 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 but apparently some other schools are trying to make a, a late push. Gotcha. And, I, and honestly, like now that Burns is gone, like I, I'm not trying to track down that information because it doesn't apply to me and my job. All right. All right. I mean, he, he had a purple TCU glove in the outfield in Omaha and not by coincidence either. So uh, I, I would be surprised if, if he didn't end up at TCU, but it's also, I mean, it's what we're going on two weeks now, almost of, or I guess this upcoming Tuesday will be two weeks. Hey, so first we'll, time, we'll see. first time we've heard his name in about a week and a half or so, uh, you know, since Tony been on this spree of getting recruits from the, from the portal. So, um, Ball fan says, is, is the new paid assistant coach position for baseball an actual extra position, or is it completely replacing the volunteer position? I believe that it is replacing the volunteer assistant because I remember uh, Tony was – was it, it, on one hand, he was very, very excited that a third paid assistant was coming to college baseball. That's obviously a great thing for so many different people. But on the, on the flip side of that – in Currently, it's going to replace the volunteer assistant, which is also a bad thing because guys like Tony got his start as a volunteer assistant. Guys like Josh Elander got his start as a volunteer assistant. Ross Kivett, there's so many people who are where they are now because they got an opportunity through that that volunteer assistant role. So Tony doesn't want to see that volunteer assistant role leave. We'll we'll see if it it sticks around. Uh, But yes, as of right now, the, the third paid assistant is replacing that volunteer assistant role gotcha gotcha uh and one last thing before we get out of here do need to uh point the 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 great people in the direction of jennifer morris of keller williams realty uh and she wants me to let the good folks know that unlike swain style she'll give you several options of homes to buy so uh if if you're in knoxville looking to move to knoxville and you need a new home looking to, to get your family into to, to a bigger house give them more space you need more closet space like my family, then then give give Jennifer Morris a shout. She'll hook you up and and take real good care of you. I love it. I love it. All right, so we're gonna take a break. Ben is going to be on the move, and uh, I will come back and uh, hit the text box up. So we'll hit the text box up and wrap things up for today. But I am coming back. Ben's going to throw up the deuces to us. So, Ben McKee, man, be careful, be safe, and um, we will talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds like a plan. See you in a week. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead and Barbecue. Our telephone number, 865-200-5503. If you want to get in uh, on the conversation, it will be myself, Jason Swain, here in the live and live in the Low T Center studio when we come back from break. So stick around. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. 
What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Freedom Motors is the local pre-owned car dealer who does more for you than any other dealer around. You want convenience? You can check out their entire line of vehicles online at freedommotorstn.com. And when you find what you like, they'll bring the vehicle right to your door. That's a dealer who cares about you and your time. Shop Freedom Motors today and let's get you in your new ride. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're an everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Denny and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Just Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Denny and Barbecue again. Here we go. All right. Our telephone number, 865-255-03. Let's know who you are, where you're calling from. You want to give us a call? Uh, big shout out to Grant Williams, former Tennessee All-American. Runner up National Player of the Year. Fulfilled his contract there with the Boston Celtics. He was drafted by the Celtics. Uh, is the first round pick 2019 draft and you look at his playoff performance last season I mean game seven versus the Bucks yo he went crazy like he was he was balling and then this year was his last 
year of his contract. And so he did a great job. He unfairly is easily the, the butt of jokes because of the playoffs and him getting into it with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler taking his game to another level. It, it ignited Jimmy Butler. Don't get me wrong. But in that game, Grant Williams is really the only one that was assertive, that was bringing the energy. Grant is one of the best 3 and D guys in the NBA. He's short. He can guard multiple positions, very intelligent, plays really good defense, and he makes three-pointers. We saw him transform his game from the college level to the NBA level and be a consistent three-point shooter. Uh, He's been deadly in the corner, and um, he was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And now he's going to receive a four-year, $54 million contract. So big-time kudos to Grant Williams on his deal. Big time. So that happened in the last 24 hours. Raleigh Vall asked a question on the text box. Who ends up with the most receiving touchdowns in 2023? I wouldn't be surprised if it's Brew McCoy. I don't think the same receiver is going to have more yards, more catches, and more touchdowns. I think that's going to be a couple different guys. Catches. I think whoever plays slots is going to have the most catches. Whether that's Squirrel White or, or, or Thornton, those bubble screens, it's just a quick and easy way to get your hands on the ball and pad those receptions on the stat sheet. Yards, we have to think about big play guys down the football field. And Drew McCoy did a really good job getting down the f- football field at times. Um, is he the fastest? No, but physical plays and jump ball situations, he won those matchups last year. We saw Ramel Keaton make some big plays down the football field. Uh, but touchdowns, hey, man, you get to the red zone, who is better in the red zone, the wide receiver right now than Bruce McCoy? Diving catch, back of the end zone against Florida. He makes tough catches. Jump ball situations, he's going to win more times than not. So, if I had to put my money on the most touchdowns, the wide receiver, I probably would go Brew McCoy because he's a big body uh, in the red zone. And I feel like we're going to get there a lot. So, Brew McCoy will be my pick, Raleigh Vaughn. Tennessee, if you missed any part of the show earlier, we talked about um, recruiting William Satterwhite. Interior offensive lineman set to make his announcement uh, tomorrow. Elijah Russian is going to make his announcement today at 5 p.m. Eastern. Bennett Warren, we had a discussion about him on our last uh, segment. Had a great visit to Tennessee at the end of June. Texas A&M, Michigan, according to 247, other outlets, 
still in there for for his services. He is the big old six seven tackle from the state of Texas. Tennessee needs to continue to beef up the offensive line. Tennessee's gotten running backs in this class, receivers in this class, guys that can run. But to make the next step, y'all have heard me say it. You got to do it in the trenches. Got to get more dudes in the trenches. Got to develop guys on the offensive, defensive line. And I think we see that be a, a focus even more so moving forward. 11-2 and two last season was awesome. But to make the next step, got to become more dominant in the trenches. Who is the team you're chasing? Who's the team you're trying to continue to maintain or continue to beat and then catch up to at the same time? Well, you want to beat Alabama again. You did it last year, but you want to catch Georgia. The only way you're going to be able to do that is to have a stout defensive line and a very strong offensive line. So, Looks like that's going to be the focus. July should be a really fruitful month for for Tennessee football in terms of recruiting. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Really important. Right now, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, special, special deals right now, including... Yeti and their line of products. When you purchase a new select HVAC system, Healer's going to hook you up with two Yeti trailhead camping chairs, a waterproof backpack. They call it the Panga. It's a 28 liter. The Yeti Tundra cooler, the Yeti Tundra 75, and two Yeti tumblers for free. This is what you get when you decide to upgrade those home systems, HVAC system, they're going to hook you up with the line of products there from Yeti. So, Hiller's work is back by their happy you'll be or services free guarantee. Uh, I use Hiller. I upgraded to uh, generator, whole home generator, last last summer. And um, it was time. It was time to do that. So, I did that last summer. So I'm not here just telling you what to do and not doing it myself. I did it myself last summer because my system needs to be replaced. So uh, Hiller, special, special deals right now in the month of uh, July. For more information, go to their website, happyhiller.com. We also talked about baseball. Ben McKee covered Billy Amick, the Clemson transfer, kind of on watch alert with him and see where he is going to pick. Uh, Ben mentioned that Tennessee feels really good about where they stand with him. He's one of the best players in the portal. Uh, Also, Ben was asked about Chase Burns and Last thing that he heard was uh, TCU and Chase Burns at the end of the day is a Tennessee transfer. So uh, still want to update people when he makes his 
decision. But honestly, we haven't heard much about Chase Burns in the last couple of days because Tennessee baseball has done a great job recruiting and bringing in uh, talent to fill holes, especially bats. So, uh, C-Max says, y'all finally accommodated my request for a later start time, kind of. Not really. Not really. Not really. This is a time of year where vacations happen, and so um, Ben's going to take his time, and then boom, when he comes back, we're going to extend the show an extra 30 minutes. So we've been rocking since May the 9th, 8 to 9 a.m., and if you've locked in on the podcast, you've joined us live, we've we've gone well over 9 um, most times, probably 90% of the times since we started the Swain event back in the mornings, um, but officially be 8 to 9.30. Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so that's exciting. The hour flies by here. Hour and a half is probably going to fly by uh, as well, but, man, at least it's, it's more time than it was before and definitely more than it was before May the 9th. So we are excited uh, about that. Jennifer Morris says, wonder if Burns is thinking about coming back. Can he? Uh, I'm not going to say never, but I, I think that ship has sailed. I think that ship has sailed. I think this has been brewing for a long time, and I just don't see that happening. I think both parties moving on, and I think that's in the best interest of both parties too. He's a great, unbelievable talent, but he ain't the first or last Tennessee athlete with great talent. And you got to have more than that. It has to be a fit. You got to have players on your team, but there's football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever that want to be here that want to buy in and trust the coaches hundred percent. And when that moment changes then changes need to happen changes need to happen so i wish him the best but i think tennessee has gotten better in the portal and will continue to get better in the portal net positive is what i would say net positive swain event fueled by daddy and barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in america tuesday and thursday we will have a different co-host. So stay locked in on who it will be. We'll have a, a good old time as always here on the Swain event. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your ears and joining us this morning. The podcast will be available momentarily soon as possible. So wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Swain event. Again, shout out to uh, Modern Woodman of America, Taylor Hawkins, his team, his co-workers joining the Swain event family as an advertiser. So, if you're looking to make some financial plans for the future, make sure Modern Woodman of America, Taylor Hawkins, make sure they're your, your first phone call. Big time supporters of the Swain event now moving forward. 
and we appreciate them having we appreciate them being on board with us for Ben McKee I'm Jason Swain the Swain events fueled by Dead End Barbecue I hope you have a fantastic Thursday and rest of the week peace and much love we're out <laughs>